0: There it is. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo! It's the wild times. It is a very special episode, one that I am very excited about, because as always, I am here, for Galante, your host, the broologist. Joining me is <laughs> Patrick DeLuca, the ah. uh, <laughs> the uh, the broducer. What's going on, Pat? shivering in my garage baby it's i the, see that there's a lot of jacket going on <laughs> it's, it's yeah, 75 it's, out <laughs> no it's fucking
2: cold in the valley man <laughs>
1: yeah but it's, you see i'm there it's 75 i it's, it's, love you it's 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 pl- it's it's minus five because in southern california neutral is 80 degrees so right sure. now it's, it's minus exactly. five in los angeles which is terrible um all right moving on from the weather the one and only, the guy who is the glue to this podcast, Mr. Ritep, the professor PhD in podcasting. What's going on, Peter?
0: Stay golden, my friends. Uh, nothing, nothing. I'm here. It's the middle of the day. It is Friday. I thought about drinking today at too. one, but I still have more work to do. And I was like, Same. nah, I won't do shit after this. If I have one beer, that's it. I know. It's over.
2: Dude, I am useless. Like, I used to have a beer at, like, two beers at lunch on Friday. Like, when we were working on Whale Wars, <laughs> we remember, did beer yeah. Friday lunches. Yeah, We would power through till 8, 9 o'clock, then go out.
1: Yeah. If right
2: I have right. a beer at 1 o'clock, day's
1: over. If I have a beer Done. at 1 o'clock, I need a nap at one forty-five. <laughs> yeah. That's well. my day, day You're lightweight. All right. Well, <laughs> this man has been sitting silently, patiently, waiting for his introduction. This is why I'm so stoked, and there's lots of fun to talk about. We have... The tuber himself, Mr. Cookie joining us, specially on episode 85, all the way from the United Kingdom. What's up, man? The heads are going. You're okay? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're very okay. Thank you. Um, Sorry, so, than Forrest, thing, so,
2: Let's. let's how, did, how did this come about, Forrest?
1: Oh my God. So, who is this mysterious all, creature? Yes. Let me back up. Let me back up uh, several steps here. So, if you're joining us for the first time on episode 85 of The Wild Times, hang up. Just leave the podcast. Don't even finish it. Go 85 <laughs> episodes back. Start over. 85 <laughs> hours from now, get back to here, and you'll understand the saga, okay? Which is that, I don't know, what was it, a year ago now, Cookie, when yeah. the, the thylacine thing happened? Uh, it was March of this year. Oh, it was March of this year. Okay, so in March of this year, a man by the name of Neil Waters, who runs TOGOA, the Thylacine Awareness Group of Australia, put out a video, a very cryptic video that says, hey, guys, I've done it. I've found the thylacine. How exciting. Right? This is in March. We all got excited on the podcast 80, whatever, 60-ish episodes ago. I don't fucking know. A lot of episodes ago. We got super excited. We're like, oh, my God, this is going to be huge. I was up all night checking the internet, like, every 30 minutes to see what the follow-up video would be because... This was a hundred percent confidence that a man named Neil Waters had found the thylacine, and I was stoked, right? Well, came out a, a few days later that there were some very cryptic photos that really didn't uh, prove anything. It was a bit of a bit of a letdown worldwide for the wildlife community. It was a hoax, yeah. Some have said it was a hoax, and uh, the the gentleman Neil who uh, published the video got a little criticized, including by us on this podcast. However, we took a stance. This is a very long way of explaining it, Patrick, but it's fun. We took a stance that was good for him anyway, right? Because, you know, he brought awareness to the thylacine. Now, fast forward to, I don't know, three weeks ago, and my phone is blowing up because the Brosners are like, dude, have you seen there's a Neil Waters documentary on Vice? Now, when I'm getting these messages, I'm sitting on BART, the Bay Area transit train in San Francisco, and I'm like, yeah, let's see what it's all about. Straight away went to Vice, watched the whole thing from my phone on the train, and that was an, basically a 45-minute fluff piece on this guy, right? This, this Neil guy that was like the same thing that I said initially, which was like, good for him, at least he's bringing awareness to the thylacine. At no point did anybody seem to sort of criticize the fact that there was somewhat of some fakery going on with this, uh, with this thylacine aw- uh, sighting. Anyway kind of came and went. I don't even think we discussed it on the podcast. No. I watched the Vice thing. I was like, yeah, whatever. That was kind of fun. Yeah, you didn't and even then, bother to text us about it. I didn't even know that shit came out. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It was. Okay. That's how exciting it was. Anyway, that's so that how many people watch Vice, by the way. <laughs> what was your wet
2: market? Did your wet market special crack uh, 10,000 viewers, you think?
1: I highly doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the just the people that listen to our show that watched it. But um, anyway, so two nights ago, I start... My, my phone starts buzzing again and the Brosners are sending me a YouTube video. A very special YouTube video from a man in the United Kingdom named Cookie. Cookie, Cookie. what was your video about? <laughs> tell us tell us what your video was
3: about. I mean, I, I was the same as you, man. I, I, I watched that doc and I was like, this is... This is not what I thought it was going to be for starters. And then... Right. I sort of... I watched it and I thought, this is just not the man I've, like, come to know. And, right. And, um... Yeah. I don't know. I just thought I can't sit here and just let this uh, happen. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, I, "This, this has got to be said." You know, this is I need to come out and say what I need to say about this guy because this is this is making him look good. And right. Like, this just isn't it, man. This is not it. Like, I, <laughs> no. <Yeah>. So <laughs> That's right, you know.
1: And so Cookie made this video, this YouTube video, where he broke down his interaction with Neil Waters, and we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that later on in the show because there's there's some hate. Right? There's some (laughs) hate floating around. There's There's, there's all sorts of developments
2: going on, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's there's, yeah. there's negative things. Cookie needs to learn how to speak English. I mean, there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. There's hate being thrown around. There's shade being slung. Some at <laughs> me, some at Brutepa is under it's, the bus for sure. It's very
0: hard for um, me to bite my tongue, but I've just been wait, told just wait, to just wait, wait till the end. So. <laughs> we're going to yeah.
1: get to it. That's, we're doing um, a little bait and switch uh, here. We're doing a little bait and switch. And uh, <laughs> Cookie's, Cookie's had personal interaction with Neil, so there's a whole lot of story that we're going to get to. And no, that um, must have been a anyway, real treat that. Yeah, that put me down a rabbit hole of cookies, um, YouTube, though, which is all you know, he is a vlogger, a YouTuber. It's all about wildlife and nature. And oh. who better to have on the damn podcast than a guy who spends his life talking about wildlife and nature?
2: Well, hang on. Yeah. Hang on. I got to step in here because I was checking out his YouTube channel uh, yesterday and uh there's tons of cool stuff and Instagram's cool too. obviously this is a man who spends a lot of time with Retep's favorite animal, the the otter uh, so oh, we'll get ooh. into some we'll get into some otter talk in a little bit otter, but, otter, he but he also cookie you that, do that's something otter on your nonsense Oh nice <laughs> <laughs> cookie,
3: cookie you do something there. on your Dad YouTube
2: joke. where people challenge you I don't know if you still do this uh, people challenge you to learn something in five days.
3: Mm. Uh, so that was um, in the UK at the start of this year. We had uh, we had a lockdown, and I thought like yeah. um, in that time where we weren't allowed to leave the house and stuff properly, I thought let's just try and learn like something new each week. Um, and yeah, like people got involved like saying like try and learn how to split an apple with your hands. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's try, funny. try to moonwalk that sort of stuff. And the, the moonwalk yeah, I it, video was great. I'm going to do it tonight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh no, no. Wait, wait, so I haven't seen the video. Did I haven't
1: either. D- uh, did you, you it. learn? Can it? you give us a live, can you give us a live show? Can you moonwalk? Uh, do Mars? you want
3: to see that though? Very much so. <laughs> oh oh my god. Solo. No, right. you don't have so to. So if you're
1: listening on iTunes or any of the other podcasty places, we have a YouTube channel. We are about to see Cookie, the famous vlogger, animal vlogger, Moonwalk. Well, Let's see it, Cookie Let me man.
2: take some pressure off him by saying this. When he starts on day one, like just even doing the toe thing, he's like almost falling over. <laughs>
0: so that's how I would be. So God, that's how I'm going to be now.
3: Is let's see. Let's <laughs> see it. Let's see it. Let's oh, see it. Let's okay, see it. Here we
1: go. I'm no excited. Should I, I do, do it with a roundhouse can kick? We see it can be audio. worse than that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Sure. Yeah, go for it. That's pretty good. <laughs> that looks good to me. That That's way fantastic. better than anything <laughs> that Kep can do. Yeah, that looked great,
3: dude. What are but you talking I'm about? Good. That was shocking. That was shocking. <laughs> no, I it, it is, that. It's,
0: it's funny how, like, uh, since you practice it so much and, like, you see it perfect by Michael Jackson, you watch the videos of people who are doing yeah. it, but I'm sure from square one, like Pat said, to today, like it looked good to us, so congratulations
3: on that. Yeah, are you being polite, though? I swear to God. Nice? No, I'm no. not being nice. I,
1: I'm weird. Listen, <laughs> if you've ever He's listened a nice to the man. show, you'd know that being nice is not really a priority for us. So, um, <laughs> no, that, that legitimately looked good. Granted, it's All very right. dark. I can't tell yeah. what's going on fully with your legs, but overall, from a distance, it looked great. <laughs> yeah, but
2: it really inspired me because I got to thinking, you, you know, he breaks it down into, like, the four steps, right? Cookie's actually taking us through trying to actually learn this skill in five days. Uh-huh. And I started watching the Michael Jackson clips, and I'm like, okay, that's the coolest thing
3: ever. Yeah, yeah.
2: I was like, no one's going to expect from me to just suddenly know how to moonwalk. I'm, I'm <laughs> going deep on this. Like, I'm going to fucking learn.
0: Yeah. And- Oh, gonna I haven't started study yet. Study I was going to start yet. working oh, on okay. tonight. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to look... Cookie, have you busted two weeks. out any, any of your new uh, tricks at parties? Or is it just something you keep <laughs> in the room with yourself?
3: It's, uh, it's one of those things uh, I keep to myself usually, right? But um, I learned how to, like, throw a card into an apple. Um, oh, which, that's cool. I, I, well, um, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I just sort of randomly do. I just launch a, a card, Miles, and people are like, oh, wow, how'd you do that? But like, so it's just stuff that's like amazing. that, you know, where It's like, you're well, like well, well. Gambit. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I love the self-deprecation
0: too, because, you know, I feel that. That's that's Fits how in. I am as well. Fits well, so, in.
2: Yeah. so yeah. let's, yeah. let's pivot everything. a little bit. Obviously, right. <laughs> uh, like... You have a lot of content with with otters. Are those river otters or sea otters that you're? Uh, they're out they're
3: with? river otters, but they they do hunt in the sea. Um, so on the west coast of Scotland, they're um, they they're quite abundant, uh, apparently. But you don't really see them very often. I was quite lucky to find this one, and um, got to watch it for about half an hour. But generally, like they they fish in the sea. Um, And then they'll sort of come back into the rivers and wash themselves off the salt and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's really cute. I love them, man. Also, the the animal that is most
1: likely... Also, the animal that is most likely responsible for the Loch Ness monster sightings, right? So I don't know if we've ever actually discussed this on on the pod before, but Loch Ness monster, right? Scotland, there's tons of otters around. And when a troop of otters go swimming through a loch and they're sort of all going up and down together in unison it looks like the ripley back of a sea serpent swimming through an area and if you're you know we this i know we've talked about if you're one of those people who you know has an idea in their head and is already pre predestined to see a monster and you go see uh you know a, a, a troop of otters swimming through a lock you're absolutely gonna think i mean i think it would look like a monster because i've seen it i know what it looks like it's very monstery
3: <laughs> no, yeah, I, I I get that. Like, I think people see what they want to see. Like you said, um, for the Loch Ness thing, especially that's still mad though. I did a video on that this year, and like this one guy who he like, holds the record for the most sightings or something, of yeah. the Loch Ness monster, like wow. a, a proud title. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> almost like you know, if you were say I don't know spotting thylacine in Tasmania and you happen <laughs> to have seen him six times and one time out of your kitchen window, um, uh, yeah. which I don't know who would ever <laughs> declare that, but um. Anyway, uh, cool, man. Well, t- tell me, Cookie, before we go into some news and some other stuff, because that's what the show's about. It's about wildlife stuff. How'd you get into it? Because that's one of the things Brosners ask us all the time, right? How did you get into wildlife? You're living in the United Kingdom, you know, You're you're, which is not exactly the most um, wild of jungle places. Like, how'd you get into the wildlife scene? Like, what made you fascinated? How did you decide to do YouTube? Tell us your story.
3: Um, as, I was, as a kid, it was Steve Irwin for me. Um, I've heard of I him. I sort of like... I sort of... I had a fascination with Australia and then obviously he came with that and I don't know, his passion and enthusiasm just like... Innocence, I suppose, to it all um, yeah. sort of drew, drew me in and then I think ever since then really I've just been interested in like animals and I prefer animals over people so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 like, without trying to sound like mad or anything, you know, I just like, like I've got four dogs and they're my best, like, my best mates, you know, so it's yeah, like, yeah. just prefer animals, innit? Um Easier to get along with than that, so, That's for um, sure. yeah, <laughs> as a kid and stuff, just just agree with that, and uh, as the YouTube came about, it's sort of like, I don't know, like, I've always enjoyed creating content, so in school, I actually used to make like Call of Duty montages, right, because that was the thing to do back in those days. Um, but as, as I got older, I thought like, let's be let's be a personality and sort of get um, what I enjoy doing across. And yeah. then in the last like year or so, it's turned into like a, a wildlife thing. And um, it's, it's actually like, uh, it's quite weird, right? Because I've got a series on my channel. It's called Animal Anomalies. And um, yeah. this is heavily inspired by Extinct or Alive. So oh, nice. of ah. thank you. Yeah, it's sort of full circle. So that's, that's quite nice. Oh, that's face. awesome, man. Yeah, it's really and cool. You go on. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I was no, gonna go say. It's,
2: it's, yeah, yeah. You go. Our browsers are sick of listening to me. They're, they're, <laughs> we are done.
3: <laughs> yeah. I was I was gonna say like um, with, with that like I, I watched the show and I was like, oh, this is sick. Like I was like, this is so cool, right? And I thought, how can I adapt that? And you said a minute ago about the UK, um, like being like quite barren of wildlife, and it is. It's shocking. It's proper bad, but there there are like certain things here that are like. What's that doing there then? Um, so sure. we've, got, like, <laughs> uh, we've got like a population of scorpions. Um, okay, I didn't know down that. Down in the south. Yeah, so that's, that's a weird
1: in- one. introduced or they're native? Uh,
3: so they're, they're non-native. They're, fr- they're yellow-tailed scorpions. So okay. like, they're from Europe. Uh-huh. And it's thought that they came over like on masonry, uh, masonry ships like a couple yep. hundred years ago or something. Yep. Um, there are wallabies knocking about. Uh, what? what? else we got? Yeah, we've got some wallabies um, uh, in Scotland. And there are some, there are so many of in course,
1: Of course, you do. You got wallabies in Scotland. <laughs> like when I think yeah. wallabies, I think Scotland. It's isn't uh, it literally yeah, exactly, like exactly.
0: the polar opposite of where they where we all know they're from, which it would be like New Zealand or Australia, <laughs> as far as weather and
1: environment goes. Definitely not New Zealand. Um, Definitely well, not New Zealand. Uh, well, listen, no, uh, close to uh, Melbourne in the south of Australia <laughs> is pretty god awful weather. Which is kind of like Scotland,
3: so that okay. that, that, mm-hmm. that adds up. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean it gets co- it gets cold, but it, I think that they're in this like specific environment, which is uh, it's almost like a, a temperate rainforest environment. It's quite it's quite interesting. Weird. Is there an um, idea of how they got there? Yeah, so this uh, this, this quite eccentric lady from like the nineteen twenties or nineteen forties or whatever, she had this like private island. And um, she just decided one day, like, I right, do you know what? I'm going to chuck a few wallabies on there. And they've, yeah. literally just, they've been there ever since. Um, wow. Whether they've got off and, like, gone elsewhere, don't know. But um, that's the main, like, uh, the one that everyone knows about so, in this country.
1: Wait a minute. She did it. She did the thing that every single... High school to 23 year old boy Has talked about Which is getting an island And putting your own set of weird animals That you want on that island yeah, he actually did exactly. It. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's the
2: island of Dr. Moreau You're like yeah I'm going to get an island I'm going to splice a cheetah uh, Onto a horse <laughs> right? And I'm just right. going to live there <laughs>
1: And have a choice. No, it's – I can't tell Nanto. you how many conversations, even now as an adult man, I've had with my friends about when one of us is a billionaire and we buy one of the California Channel Islands and what are the five animals that you're putting on the California Channel Islands <laughs> just to surround your little, your little Eden house that you have to yourself? Because, of course, California would definitely allow that and sell the island, but um, – <laughs> Yeah, no. I it, this is this is a dream that ev- I've had my whole life. Is exactly the, what this lady did.
2: Wallabies in Scotland just made me think of this. So, literally last night, for a crazy weird reason, I was googling what are the ten most hunted animals in the United States. Okay. And found a bunch of spurious bullshit, and then finally found a, a credible gov website. Okay. Hmm? One of the top ten animals hunted in the U.S. is Gemsbach. Can, really? can you Can you figure out a Hatchet. way to explain that? It's yes. got to be. That's what I thought. It's, it's got to be. can, can you can first explain what it is.
1: Texas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the. So a gemsbok is a beautiful antelope from Africa. Um, you know, Texas is a fucking wild place, Cookie. I don't know if you know this. It's just it's full of it's full of crazy people with too much money and a lot of land. And so there is there is every animal that you can imagine that you can find in Africa, India, Australasia, all running around. Texas. And so I didn't know this, of course, but obviously there's, uh, Gemsbach must be a very high priority for people to go hunt, and it must be in Texas. It can't be anywhere else. Right. But, but
2: canned, canned hunts, right? Private ranches that have yeah. just populated.
1: Yep. High fence, high yeah. fence ranches where they've put, you know, 10,000 of them in several hundred acres or whatever. So it's, mm. it's like going to Whole Foods. It's not really like going hunting. It's <laughs> right. Like, right. Yeah. It's like a Whole Foods with a rifle. Um, but, uh, yeah that's interesting that's very interesting
3: do, do well, you so guys what, not have any laws or like what you can own over there so where we
1: live in california there's immense laws about it you you can't have a lot of different stuff but it's very european in, certain places, in that way yeah but in certain places like oklahoma right which is where all the tiger king shit came out of like <laughs> your sky is the limit man you dream it you can have it like <laughs> You can go there. You it costs the same to buy a tiger as it costs to buy an iPhone over there. By the way, it's like twelve hundred bucks <laughs> to buy a tiger, wow, that's, and you that's can just like roll down too. the street and grab one. No, it's <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, like you can do anything you like in Oklahoma. It's and that's why nobody lives there. So <laughs> well,
2: I've heard I've heard the stat, and I, I haven't personally gone and counted, but that there's more tigers in the state of Texas than exist in the wild.
1: Wow. I've heard so. that as well. Yeah, I think that's true.
2: Um, I believe it. Well, at twelve hundred bucks, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you grew up with like the cool guy in your neighborhood had a tiger, yeah, the first <laughs> time you get up to twelve hundred bucks, I'm like, I'm bu- you'd be buying a cub.
0: <laughs> totally. <Yeah>. Absolutely, <laughs> cub before um, a car.
2: Wait, real quick. So, what part of Scotland do you live in?
3: So, I, I live in England, but um, oh, okay. I traveled up to uh, Scotland for that uh, specific video. Um, so, I live in the center of England. Uh, from a, I'm a from a pla- sorry from a place called Coventry. Um okay. you probably never heard it. Um no. Have you Making heard of books. Birmingham?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Birmingham. Yeah, it's <laughs>
3: right. Well, yeah, it's, it's near there. So, um so yeah. growing up
2: in close proximity because Scotland is Scotland's part of the United Kingdom, right? Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yes. Okay. Being a little kid, like when I was a little kid, I was like as soon as I can pay for my own vacation, I'm going to go find the Loch Ness monster, right? Because you're captivated <laughs> by this stuff. Being in close proximity <laughs> to it, like, did you have a f- fascination with Loch Ness?
3: Nah, I, I'm okay. not into crypto stuff. Like, it's yeah. not my yeah. thing. I can't get on board with it. <laughs> like, people, not you even know when like, you people, were people six? like lump in the thylacine? Well, th- nah, I can't. I really can't. Th- you this, know? Is why, like, this is why. This is why he
0: despises Neil Waters because he's yeah. essentially <laughs> <It> must <be.
3: laughs> I've, I've never it. understood it though. Like, um, is I put it in the same category as like ghosts and that. I just don't really, sure. uh, yeah, don't really understand it. Like, and I resent that, when bad, people, sir. Like,
0: ghosts are real. Yeah,
1: ca- ca- <laughs>
3: careful, Peter's Peter's a tinfoil hat
1: guy. So just heads up here. Not that but, bad. Not I mean, there, you not can worries. say anything you like because we don't care about upsetting him. But just just know deep down he's crushed. Uh, no,
3: <laughs> <is> fair enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Cookie. <coughs> You like animals, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Retep, do you like animals?
0: I fucking love animals.
1: P- Patrick? Yep. Where are you going okay. with this? Uh, you, you, I'll feed you baby <laughs> birds. Don't worry, it's coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would you say that you love animals? Yeah, with yep. all my heart. Yeah. Yep, me too. Would you ever say that you've been in love with an animal? Oh, no. No. <laughs> Does uh-huh. oh, jerking no, off a, to an
0: orangutan count?
1: Just stop. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> children well, watch like this a ran- show. Um, yeah, yeah, my, my
0: uh,
2: 10-year-old niece listens to every episode.
1: But! Uh, yeah, moving on. Yeah. All right, in the news this week, an aquarium worker from the 70s, a man named Malcolm Brenner, age 63, was in love with an animal. And it wasn't from his the fault. the 70s. It was according to his claim, <laughs> he developed an intimate relationship with a dolphin at a Florida water park in the 70s because the dolphin seduced him into a uh-huh. sexual relationship. Oh. Yep. Wow, was it a bottlenose? Yep. No, I-
3: it was. It was How does a dolphin can I, can I seduce, seduce you? you? Yeah, go ahead. Well, the, these well, are the questions. You said sexual relationship, but is that are you going to tell us like something actually happened there or like Look, I'm, I I I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not Joe Brenner it or whatever. Did. Malcolm
1: Brenner. But it. It, it, did. it did. You know. It, it did. did. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, At least oral. So he explains <laughs> to Peter. He explains. Uh. You know that his first animal encounter was his dog. Everything like he didn't really like animals. Like his dog was whatever. He later said that he was in the tank working with the dolphin, and I started rubbing her along her back, working my way to her flukes and her tail, and I was rubbing her and moving my hands toward her tail. Dolly, the dolphin's name, was slowly rolling around her long axis. Um, Blah, blah, blah. He continued, at first, I discouraged her. I wasn't interested, but after some time, I thought if this was a woman... I can't even read this out loud. This is what I can't so either. When I come up with these rationales and excuses. Uh, oh, man. I don't want to keep going. You get where yeah, this keep is going. going. No. You get it was when the park
2: go. was closing. It was when yeah. the park was closing that we successfully eluded the male dolphin so we yep. could spend some alone time. Yep,
1: This is a direct <laughs> quote, by the way. I'm um, bringing, so uh, no, listen to the next part. Hold on. Uh, man, I don't know. if I, After figuring out the logistics and positioning. Brenner and Dolly's relationship became more personal than rubs and nudges. If you can't read between the lines here, yes, they had sex. Gross. God. It's disgusting. Well, Dolly was eventually moved to another amusement park. She died a few months later. Brenner believes she committed suicide because she lost her love, which was this weirdo dude. Um, where do so uh, I Real quick. Just
0: this type of shit. That's all I want to read uh, in the news. Um... <laughs> there's a picture of the guy. Right. He's he's
2: 63 now. And then yep. there's photos of him and Dolly together when he was a, a, a young man. Yep. He, he's not like a fucking weird look. Like he looks no. like anyone's just like dad. Like he's like a well-dressed, well-kempt man telling this wild story.
1: Uh, thoughts? I'm not with it. I'm not with it. Mm-mm. Of course no. not. I'm not with it. <laughs> I mean, Cookie? That, so, <laughs> Cookie, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on this sexual relationship between man and dolphin? Yeah,
3: I'm not about it, to be honest. It's not, <laughs> not my thing now, you know? It's, he does what look like a, a normal bloke as well, isn't it? Like, What's going on? So let's yeah. break it
1: down. Let's break it down a little bit. So they scientists estimate that dolphins have approximately the intelligence of a four-year-old child. Okay, I have a two-year-old child, and he understands absolutely everything, by the way. So a four-year-old, and granted, no four-year-old should be having sex, of course, but a four-year-old, that's a lot of comprehension, right? Yeah. They understand a lot. So mm-hmm. the argument to be made here is that this dolphin is intelligent. It understands what's going on. It's an adult. It's not a child, but it has the comprehension of, of a human child, did the dolphin make this choice? Was it? A, was it? Did the dolphin? Was the dolphin in love with Brenner? That's
2: well. The that was what that I was going to say. Is here. can a can a dolphin consent? <laughs> it
3: just sounds like a dolphin pedophile to me. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: that's
3: yeah that's it,
1: that's I agree. What, I think that's what we're all getting here. <laughs> well, yeah, so I mean, but know, can
3: a dolphin <laughs> consent?
1: That's the big question. Well, I would say yes. I would say yes. That dolphin could very easily swim away. I'm sorry, well, I you know I know it's right, only in a true. tank. That is true. <laughs> I yeah, know it's in it. a tank. I know it's in a tank. But if that dolphin did not want to be rubbed, tugged, whatever else happened, it, yeah. it did. It could easily flip its tail and swim away from Mr. Brenner. I now, mean,
0: yeah, but. Come on, give us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts. We don't we don't know what I mean, he this is from his this is his story. I mean, maybe he was being rougher. We haven't
1: heard from Dolly the Dolphin. Yeah, maybe he was like, maybe
0: maybe her nose was stuck in the pool fucking valve return. Who knows? I'm just (laughs) saying, like, if if this was him having allowing a male dolphin to have sex with him. Sure. I'd say for sure consensual because the dolphin made that choice. But on the receiving end of this, there is no way to know. And the dolphin is dead. So we can't get her story. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's a very like 1980s point of yours. You're 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 not looking at sexual equality here when you're saying that, Peter.
0: No, I'm just saying that. Well, uh, you're victim blaming, sir. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah,
1: probably. Well, Dead I, air. This, this is the most uncomfortable story that we've ever had. I was going
2: to say, this podcast. is this is your fault for bringing this up.
1: It is, but, but I couldn't believe it. I saw the headline, and I was like, nah, this is nonsense. Like, this is just going to be like some guy jerked off a dolphin or something. No, no, no. Right. Like, it's, uh, it's more than that. It's very intimate. The word love is thrown around a lot in the article.
0: Yeah. Did for you
2: me, guys watch... My Octopus Teacher, the Netflix documentary.
1: Yeah, Dude, I'm I gonna did. get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get thrown across the calls for this. I, I couldn't, I tried, I thought it was yeah. so boring.
2: Yeah, I've heard what a lot think, of that. What do
1: you
3: think, Cookie? I've, I haven't
1: seen it. Okay.
2: Apparently, there's it's some there's some very intimate relationship. I don't think it's sexual, but between Sounds a human sad. and an octopus,
0: there is. Yes, they, they definitely
2: appear to yeah. have a connection. Mm-hmm. No, no so because, I'm the only like,
0: one who's seen it? <laughs> 15
2: Apparently. out of 15 people I that I talked to said it was the most boring thing they'd ever seen. Yeah.
1: Okay, good. I'm not I mean, you really got to be in that, a certain the rest mind of frame. Them, yeah, that's a thing. And the first, like, 15 minutes, which is when I turned it off after, is just a guy in a chair talking to the, the camera. And he's just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you know, I was... I I grew up not loving the ocean, and then I started to like the ocean. And you're like, dude, who gives a shit? Like, let's see the octopus or fuck off. And uh, (laughs) it just, like, it goes on. It's so waffly. I don't know, man. And I know that people are going to be upset about this because people love that show, but I could not. I just didn't give it enough time, in fairness.
2: Cookie, so you're you're doing content and steering, I think, seems like maybe away from the... Uh, you're steering towards like doing wildlife adventure nature stuff what's like your fantasy expedition like the one that's your Ooh, number that's one question. bucket list like i want to go see this animal in this place
3: uh well the thylacine would obviously be like wicked right but um i, I want to see an orca i've never seen one i like, i just think they're wicked like and we have them in scotland but... i was
1: gonna say you have them
3: there you don't even mm-hmm. have to travel that far no exactly and it's like I, I would just love to that's probably that's a bucket list thing. maybe a jaguar as well oh nice, nice. yeah for
2: us cool. you just had a cool jaguar encounter
3: very cool I don't know if you saw
1: that cookie I was down in the Pantanal earlier this year and uh, just filmed with an iPhone is this this beautiful jag coming down and grabbing this caiman and pulling it up the bank and I mean it was just a wild thing to see just absolutely yeah, man. super that crazy
3: cool. animals man
1: like just mental yeah. The strength is unbelievable. Yeah. Strongest um, uh, strongest
0: bite force of all big cats, yeah? I
1: just saw John
2: Randano, so. uh, Forrest. I was just with Randano last week. who oh, was nice. I love that guy. A- Audio guy on Jaws of Alaska. And mm-hmm. um, the shoot that I could have gone to and didn't, because I'm a Would fucking sh- idiot. Because orcas are like, it's definitely my number one thing that I want to see in the wild. Uh, and they had an amazing orca encounter. And... John was the audio guy, and him, you know, he's kind of a hippie. He's like this seven foot tall hippie dude with long <laughs> a shaggy huge hair. Huge man, yeah. <laughs> he, d- he delivered his own babies at home. Like he's such an interesting guy. I love him. <laughs> he, he's awesome. Um, but he was like, dude, I like. Uh, this isn't me being weird, but the sounds of all those orcas communicating because there was like sixty of them. He's like, I like floated up. And I was watching our boat from, like, 20 feet above. Like, it literally, like, separated my brain-body barrier. (laughs) Apparently an out-of-body experience, but, yeah, I missed that one. I was going to go to the shoot, and then, like, something came up, and I just got, like, lazy and was like, I'm just not going to go to LAX right now. And then they had a a two-and-a-half-hour encounter with six different pods of orcas all
1: frolicking together. It was wild. Yeah, it was absolutely Bumsky. nuts. Yeah, orcas are a good one, man. And that's cool because it's a very obtainable one. By the way, I always thought seeing jaguars was not obtainable because it's a very cryptic large cat. I mean, not 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 obtainable, right? But like, oh, if you go to South America in the right habitat for a month, you might get a glimpse of one, like, you know, running across the road. Not at all, which I found out when I went to the Pantanal. They see them practically daily. They witness them hunting. Wow. Um, So you you go to this area of the Pantanal, uh, Porto Joffrey, and you jump in a little boat, and they're just these little, you know, shitty, like, tiller-drive speedboats, and you go up and down the stretch of river that's—it's long. It's like a 15, 20-mile stretch of river, but every single day they're spotting jaguars hunting that river because the jaguars come down there to hunt caimans. So I totally—and this is coming from someone who understands quite a bit about, like, wildlife sightings— I thought it was like a, a fluke, like only if you get really lucky do you get to see one. If you go to the right area in Brazil, to the, to the Pantanal, to Porto Joffrey, and you give yourself three days, four days, I'd say it's like 100% that you're going to see a Jaguar there. I mean, it's unbelievable how consistent it is.
3: Would that be because it's like they just don't care? You know, yeah. like, so they're it's just it's like, actually,
1: I'm the man of the house. It's a fascinating story. So Jaguars... The world over, uh, I guess, central to southern uh, America, because that's where they range, were, you know, they are shy. They're cryptic. They're very rarely seen. They were prosecuted heavily uh, because they were eating cows for cattle farming, especially in Brazil, which is a huge cattle nation. Um, And this area in Brazil, in the Pantanal, well, one, there's just naturally a lot of uh, jaguars. There was cattle ranching. Their numbers were driven down and down and down and down. A great group called Pantera started you know, started to conserve them. But only after what happened, which was that the Pantanal is... It's the floodplains of the Amazon, and so the fishing there is outrageous. I mean, it's just like the fishing's bananas. Like, you can't put a hook in the water without catching something. And so these fishermen used to go out and go fishing there commercially, and they would throw, like, their scraps and bycatch... On this particular area of the bank, they basically all get together and clean their fish and, you know, probably drink a beer and smoke a doobie and throw out their fish. And sure enough, one jaguar at some point in time started coming down and nibbling on these fish scraps and these drunken fishermen would start throwing the jaguar fish and feeding it basically. And the thing got more and more habituated until one basic one guy basically was like, oh, we can do tourism out of this, you know? Like, we can bring people here to see this jaguar because people travel all around the world and spend months looking for a jaguar. And that blossomed into what is now Porto Joffrey and the Pantanal, which is a dozen different outfitters with a dozen different boats driving up and down every day, all communicating with each other, a huge swath of protected land that's owned by Pantera, that organization I mentioned it's amazing. All because some fishermen started feeding a cat, you know, like 15 years ago.
2: That's fucking crazy. So, and now yeah, there's, most... I just Googled. How many, how many jaguars do you think are left in the wild?
1: Mm, 10,000. Okay. So, you guys? Th-
3: Five. Five or five
0: thousand? Oh, five thousand. Sorry, yeah, five thousand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, yeah, five. <laughs> Four thousand nine hundred
1: ninety-nine, baby. Let it roll. Oh, what, a, what a dick. <laughs> yeah, Peter, Peter,
0: uh, Forest wins. So, there's ah. fifth,
2: they're estimating there's about fifteen thousand jaguars left in South America. Okay. Uh, whereas there's only thirty nine hundred tigers in the wild. So, almost yeah. five times right. more jaguars than tigers. We were, dude, when we were in Vietnam in that area where they have wild tigers.
3: Yeah.
2: Man, it was, like, one of those things where scary for sure, but also, like, can you fucking imagine if we just... Imagine just coming around a bend and seeing a tiger, a wild tiger (laughs) staring at you. I would love to.
1: I would absolutely love to. (laughs) No, I would love to. And, And I have... Zero interest in visiting the country of India. I don't know why. It's just never appealed to me. Like, just the culture and the Taj Mahal and the is whatever. Like, it just doesn't appeal to me. It's just somewhere that's never been of interest to me. But without any doubt, I will go to India, go to like Nagarahole or one of those places to see wild tigers. I just, I, I, I must do it. And I don't care if I don't go to a single, you know, Mumbai or any of the cities, if I miss it all and just go straight to see the tigers and leave but I will go there just to see the tigers at some point. It just sounds too incredible not to.
2: Yeah, you don't really associate India with oh, this is going to be like awesome wildlife tourism, but it actually exactly. is. No, tons it of be. leopards, yeah. tons of tigers.
1: We we did, uh, Patrick. You remember we did this uh, this um, show, Extinct or Alive: uh, The Lost Shark, and I shot that in Sri Lanka. Yeah, and um, you know, and this is again my own ignorance. Never really had much interest or fascination with Sri Lanka. Loved it. I mean, like, could, could <laughs> live there, loved it. Like, went there, was blown away. There were elephants just, like, walking around the streets. Granted, this was in a special area in the south of Sri Lanka. Elephants roaming around the streets. There We saw leopards almost every day. Uh, the wildlife was super abundant. I loved the food and the people. Like, Sri Lanka was incredible. Just an awesome, awesome place.
2: Dude, the, I mean, if you just Google image Sri Lanka, the fucking stunning. imagery is stunning.
1: Yeah, it's an amazing Cookie, place. Cookie, if you I can't that, tell, feel I've the same not way been about anywhere.
0: <laughs> I've only been domestic <laughs> in the United States.
3: Is <laughs> there anywhere you'd want to go? Or?
0: I was just in Chicago, and it was a terrible, terrible uh, experience. Uh, I'd like to go about 45 minutes from here to the beach. That's it. I'm good. I'm I'm done traveling really? for a year after my Chicago trip. <laughs> Tell you that.
2: I, I just started following this Instagram site um, that's just awesome images of Finland. Oh, and I'm cool. I'm now convinced that that's my number one place. Not not for wildlife, <laughs> but just for a bit of adventure and yeah. fucking just
3: it looks Stunning, incredible. Right? Have you ever been you been, ever been there, Cookie? I've never been there, but I I've got the same vibes as you about that one. It's uh it looks unreal. Pear. Yeah. You, where's
2: you, your so? Where's the coolest place you've ever been? Like, where's your favorite? What's your favorite New, adventure that you've N- done? Cooking? New
3: Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, nice. Nice. Yes. Um, just like unreal place, man. Like, it's I fell in love with it. I went there by accident, really. Like, it's not like, it's not like a funny story, but like we were just sort of someone told us to like, because uh, we were going to Australia and they said, oh, you you might as well go to New Zealand then. I was like, yeah, yeah sure, sign me up, whatever. <laughs> I got there and I was like, oh my god, this place is unreal. It's because I. <laughs> There's no one there, right? It's like 5 million people. It's double right. the size of the UK, and it's right. just... Oh, it's bliss. It's just... Yeah. Oh, amazing. When
2: you said yeah. you went by accident, I thought maybe it was like that episode of Full House <laughs> where uh, Michelle and, and Stephanie uh, are supposed to get on the flight to Oakland, but it's actually Auckland.
1: <laughs> no? You guys don't remember <laughs> that I one? I haven't no, seen no, it, but the setup's funny. I think it's uh, yeah. clever. <laughs> it's a great yeah, premise. Dude,
2: New, Zealand's, New Zealand is incredible... Um, did you notice the roadkill when you were there?
3: Uh, no, not really. Um, okay. Really? I didn't, I didn't oh, know my so God. There's so much of it. Really? Where, what? And north or south or just everywhere? Mostly oh the God. South Island. Yeah, South Island. Yeah. The South Island,
2: it's like if you were walking down the road, you'd be hard-pressed to take a step without stepping on a dead stoat. Mm-hmm. There, There's just millions nah. and millions of roadkill weasels that were... Um, I believe they were brought in to eradicate another uh, invasive species, and then the stoats went fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, so there's possum and stoat everywhere, and they have no natural predators, so there's a gazillion of them. And uh, if you drive a road at night, it's like driving on an oil slick of dead animals. (laughs) It's it's wild. Um, Anyway, listen, Cookie. So you do, uh, you know, you have a YouTube channel. It's all about different wildlife and adventure stuff. One of the things that we do on this show, if you're not familiar, is we get a lot of questions and comments and DMs from the Brosners, our, our audience. And I got one from Cameron Davis, Cam underscore 44 underscore Davis. He says, my sophomore class is split up over who would win in a fight, a polar bear or an elephant. I think it, I'm not actually I'm not going to read the rest. No, I will. I think it's a polar bear. What do you, the producer and the professor think who would win?
2: Let's let Cookie go first. Elephant,
1: Yeah, elephant.
2: Okay, so are we assuming can, this can is you, a bull can you elaborate
1: male? On that? Yeah, let's go big bull male elephant, big male polar bear. Just just big gnarly animals. Okay. Uh, polar bears Bullside.
3: struggle against walruses and that. Uh, they can't get through their skin. And I just think the same to an elephant. An elephant's just going to eat it out of the way and just say, shut up, go away, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, that's wow. fair.
1: That's fair. Peter, your thoughts? Uh, I
0: was actually going to say polar bear because they're so vicious and scary. And uh, I think they're just, well, no, elephants are really smart, too. But the skin thing now has me reconsidering because it's true. I feel like they just give up and tuck tail and run.
1: Well, keep, but, keep in mind, keep in mind, Peter, for your choice. And I just want to point this out. I do mean to interrupt you. Pride of Lion will take down an elephant. You know they do it when they're when they're really hungry. A pride of lion, and they're a hell of a lot smaller and less vicious than a polar bear.
3: That's a pride sure, fear. Yeah. They, yeah,
0: yeah. They're working in 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 groups. I mean, they you know, but, but I'm still I'm sticking with polar bear just because uh, you know I don't know shit, but I, I, they're vicious, they're brutal. <laughs> I've seen those Coca Cola commercials during Christmas. So when you watch.
2: When you watch the pride of lion, you know, it's, it's always multiple lions. They're taking down an elephant. I would say almost every video I've seen, it's either a mother elephant or a smaller juvenile elephant. And really the, the way that they kill it is they have to get it on its side, right? They have to, to fell it in a way, right? They do that by biting the shit out of its legs. They're hanging off of it. There's always more than one of them. I've never seen a pride of lion take down a big bull male, Nope. Uh, I'm gonna go elephant. I'm gonna go elephant.
1: Yeah, it's an easy, it's an easy choice, bud. For uh, what was our guy's name? Cameron. Cameron. It's uh, elephant wins for sure. Uh, nah, I know polar you bear. say polar bear to your class. Nah, it's, Me and Cameron um, it's got not it. even close. The size, the strength. Um, you know, I I don't think that people. And polar bears are big, man. If you've ever flown into the Anchorage airport where they've got that mount of the largest polar bear ever shot. Patrick, you've been there. You know what I'm talking about, right? I actually know. I haven't been into Anchorage. I've always flown
2: in and out of Juneau.
1: In in the airport in Anchorage, they have a a stuffed polar bear that was the largest one ever shot. I don't know if it was real or a replica. You stand next to it, and you're looking up at this, like, 13, 14-foot tall thing, and it's like, oh, my God, it's impressive. Mm -hmm. But that is like a speck next to standing to it compared to standing next to an elephant i mean they are just <laughs> so massive the width of their heads and those big tusks and you know i did some work on elephants earlier this year which is going to air next year i think in february and you know i won't give away too much but we were right next to some elephants while they were sleeping to the point that i had my hands on them and they are so 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 big big african elephants it's funny because i i grew up around elephants and I even rode them as a kid, you know, back before that was sort of known to be a terrible thing. No, it, well, that was a thing, man. It was big. I still doing yeah. it in Asia all the time. And I don't support it, of course. But as a kid, we did. You know, it's just what you do. Never really rode them like the saddle with the beating stick and stuff. Just our neighbors had a game farm. And so we'd go like swimming with them and like jump on their backs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I had sort of forgotten the size of them. And when I was in Thailand... 10 12 years ago now i did do the elephant riding thing again before it was sort of known that it was so negative and the the little asian elephants are so like small and cute and you're like oh elephants aren't that big i must have just thought they were big when i was a kid and <laughs> right, then being and back right. in africa this year and having hands on them i mean like literally like i put my hand on the bottom pad and i have big old mitts like you know i wear a size 12 shoe and i've just got big hands and big feet and Hmm. And Nope, nope, nope. Very, <laughs> very average yeah, it penis. It's uh, <laughs> on camera. But uh, just putting my hand on the on the bottom of an elephant's pad, I mean, it's just like, it's insane. It's like putting your hand on a freaking car door. I mean, it's just crazy wow. the size of these
3: things. Yeah, it really is. So, yeah. so how many polar, bears, polar bears, bears, bears to beat an elephant? Pardon three. me? How many, po- you reckon three? How many polar bears to beat an elephant? Like, three. I think that's a good three, number. Yeah. I
1: think three. Two. I even think two have a shot, man, because once they're working together and they're going for the neck and they are clever, they know how to hunt. Like you said, pointing out walrus, right? Like they know how to take down walrus and stuff. If you had if you had man, if you had three polar bears working together, they'd take over the fucking planet, let alone an (laughs) elephant. I mean, that is a terrifying proposition.
2: So when I was in uh, I was in Greenland, we the um, for a while we were doing some crossing the ice sheet and we had this guy that we brought in who's a Arctic explorer named Doug Staup. And, uh, he does a bunch of stuff in the Amazon too, through his, his company, but, um, he's done a few solo crossings of Antarctica. He's crossed Greenland's ice sheet and, uh, traversed Siberia. Cool. And he's just picture this. I really want you, everyone listening and you, especially cookie to, to go deep on this one. You're in your tent. You're all bundled up. You're in Siberia. You're alone. and am already it's,
1: cold. Just it's thinking. dark out. <laughs> the wind is whipping. Yeah.
2: Teeth are mm-hmm. chattering. And you all of a sudden go, Oh, this is weird. I gotta take a shit. So you climb out of your tent. You walk a little ways away from your tent. Pull your pants down. You're taking a shit. <laughs> it's dark. And you hear something move behind you.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
2: You spin in your squatted position shine your flashlight around, eventually catching the eye shine and illuminating the face of an adult polar bear standing 30 feet away from you.
0: Mm-mm. Think about that. this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so uh, are we, and then what? This, this really, like, this really happened immediately. But,
2: yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. No, he, he pulled his pants up without wiping and he <laughs> just did what you're supposed to do with a bear And maintained eye contact, walked backwards, zipped himself into his tent, and just waited. And the bear prowled around and walked around the tent a bunch of times and eventually just kind of fucked off. He didn't sleep the whole night and then woke up in the morning and saw tracks going away and never saw it again.
0: Dude, terrifying, le- legit, Absolutely terrifying. The scariest part of that story that gives me anxiety is being in the tent with the bear walking around it. It's just like,
1: Ugh, God, yeah. no way! I thought you were yeah, going to say the do. no wiping. <laughs> I do is Isn't on it reg. funny how it's, it's so I've you know spent a lot of time in tents in Africa, and a tent is literally a wall of a bedsheet. Right. It's nothing. It's a piece of cloth. I know. (laughs) And yet when you go inside a tent, you're like, I'm fine now. I'm safe. I'm indoors. (laughs) Dude, I've come inside like this is my home and I'm okay here. Nothing could be further from the truth, especially (laughs) when dealing with polar bears. Like you can't put your fucking food in a trash can even here on my road in Santa Barbara, let alone like, you know, you can't put your food in a trash can without a bear safe lid. And you yeah. get in a tent and you're like, I'm all snuggled up cozy in my uh, yeah. sleeping bag. It's down. I'll be fine for the forest. Night. You will forest. not be fine for the night. Like if a forest. polar bear wants to come through that tent. It is coming uh, through that. tent.
0: I, I have, I have a great story uh, about this from when I was uh, young, me and my brother were fighting and like okay. we always did. And I had a tent set up in the, in the front yard because uh, I was like, you know, I stayed in the tent over the night before or whatever. And, um, I (laughs) we had this big sliding glass door in the in the front room where he was sitting watching TV and we had our fight. You know, I was pissed. Parents weren't home. I went into the garage and I grab his bicycle out of the garage and I walk around the front of the house and there's a couple steps that go up to the patio in front of the glass door. The tent's like right behind in the front yard and I get his attention and I just lift the bike up and I throw it on the steps (laughs) You know, and uh, and then I run into the tent and I padlock with a tiny little padlock, the two zippers together. (laughs) It's literally feet from where I just threw the bike on the steps. He comes out, (laughs) he comes out of the fucking living room and I'm in the tent thinking I'm safe. And all I see is a giant shadow from afar with the bike. First thing he does, it gets smaller, throws it on the tent, and then just (laughs) wraps me up in the tent and just proceeds to pummel me. And the tent's (laughs) locked with a padlocked zipper. I can't get out. Like, it's ridiculous. It was the most ridiculous thing ever in hindsight, you know? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you thought you were safe Thanks, in the tent. Tom. Now, imagine if your brother was a polar bear that was hungry. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah. uh, the, we're getting kind of off topic, but I, I can't believe we didn't discuss this. You guys remember Jordan Mayshock? He came on the show, a good buddy of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, zookeeper? Yeah. He, he, uh, what's that? Zoo oh, no, keeper? not the zookeeper.
0: No, never mind. That was no. A different. No, Jordan's Jordan he, he, a tech nerd,
1: but he um, he goes on a lot of adventures and spearfishing stuff with me. So when we were, Jesus, we had to be like 18, 19 years old myself jordan and nick mancuso all friends of the pod we went to catalina to go fishing we went in february which if you've ever been anywhere in southern california in february it's the worst month now the weather's still always good it's freezing cold there's no game fish around you know none of us had the appropriate gear but we were 18 years old we went camping at catalina we went to two harbors and nick and i were sitting at the sort of campsite you know picnic bench that they have around the fire pit and jordan was sleeping in and we were waiting for jordan to get up so that we could go fishing or diving or whatever it was for the day and uh nick as you might have gained from the podcast like myself he's very good at creating little you know yukles like contraptions to catch animals now we're sitting there we're eating our pancakes or whatever for breakfast and nick starts throwing breadcrumbs out sure enough these pigeons start coming in to eat the breadcrumbs. So he quickly, like, fashions, like, a cooler with a stick, you know, that you pull and you catch the things. And uh, this is a terrible story, but it's so funny. And, uh, you know, Nick goes to work while we're making breakfast. Jordan's still fast asleep in the tent, throws some breadcrumbs out, pulls the stick, and under the cooler catches, like, three pigeons. Okay. So then Nick reaches in with his arm and he grabs the pigeon. He's got three pigeons in his hand, you know, just like skyrat street pigeons, like that are yeah. happen to have inhabited Catalina because so many people go there. And he's like, grab a zip tie. So I'm like, all right, what are you thinking? So I grab a zip tie, right? And then he's like, you got it. I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, Jordan's still asleep. I'm gonna throw these <laughs> pigeons in the tent, close the zipper, and you zip tie it. And I'm like, all right, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. So, uh, so we creep, we creep over to the tent, and they're just those like little Coleman shitty like two man tents, you know. And we each have one. And Nick throws the pigeons in, close the zip tie, and for about five seconds, nothing. Like you just see the pigeons flapping around trying to escape in the tent, and it's just still. And then all of a sudden, the tent just like explodes as Jordan pops up. And he's like, What the fuck? There's birds in my tent. And he starts like trying to get out. And the zippers are zip tied together. So he's going zip, zip. And both zippers are traveling the full extent of the tent zipper. And he gets so pissed off. And he's like, I, because we, granted, we've done this kind of thing to Jordan a few different times. We once trapped him in a porta potty. But uh, uh, he, uh, he gets so pissed off trying to get out and we are rolling on the floor laughing that he, he rips the tea grabs the tent <laughs> shreds it and comes like ace ventura birthing out of this tent with pigeons flying up like in a glorious manner around him And, nick <laughs> oh, and I, why
2: didn't you film it oh god. my god it was god. so
1: good and, so and good. nick and i just took off because he came out of that thing furious and we're like he's gonna hit one of us <laughs> oh man that was funny um, that's that's good old-fashioned uh, animal cruelty for you, right there. I know. Boy, it was funny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, Cookie, one video I wanted to ask you about on your channel because I actually didn't know that there are snakes in the United Kingdom. Yeah. I, I, which is probably fucking stupid because I guess why wouldn't there be? But uh, <laughs> but you made a, a video about finding a European viper. Very cool. In the UK. What forrest, first of all, you're a big herp guy. Did you do you know about the European Viper?
1: I do. I, I made it a huge mission of mine to find one when I was um in the United Kingdom for a few months, and I did after about a week of trying. So I've seen one myself. Very, very cool animal, but I don't wanna I don't wanna poach the story. I wanna hear my yeah, yeah. cookie's experience.
3: Uh was it was a weird one because like we've got four snakes in the uk three are native one's non-native um what's so the non-native the grass, species uh ascalopian um, what is ascalopian what is it uh, it's, uh, pff, i'm not really sure but uh, okay. it's uh, it's arboreal so it climbs up the trees and that it's okay you, you can find it in london um interesting and you've also got like uh i didn't know about uh, that but anyway please yeah go, go ahead You've got um, other things as well. So you got the the, uh, the grass snake, which is quite yep. common. You have got mm-hmm. the smooth snake, quite rare, uh, mm-hmm. and then you've got the the European viper. We call it the adder. And, yeah, um, the adder. Mm. Yeah, it's like I've known about these like snakes in the UK, but it's, it's another one of those things where I just don't think people know about it, um, especially in the UK. Because like I said, our our like wildlife here is shocking. It's just rubbish. It's just nothing. Like you <laughs> guys all have like bears, wolves, like it's just everything.
1: You guys um, used to have all of that, by the way. Yes. Yeah, being yeah. European, you just decided to get rid of it all as quickly as possible.
3: Exactly, yeah. Like, the most interesting thing we've probably got now is a ball. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even they're rare. So it's like, it's, right. it's yeah. You can have but, some um, of ours. So, uh, Not rare here. <laughs> I mean, it would probably like, do us some good over here, you know. But, um, yeah, so the snake, like, it's one of those things where I thought, right, we can set out on a mission to try and find one of these. It's quite difficult because um, I think some reports have it by 2032, the, at the current rate, they'll be extinct in the UK. Um, oh, wow. They're in, like, mad wow. decline. So, um, I basically, I was trying to research, like, find, like, areas of, um, like, uh, where they would most likely be. And I found one place in the the Forest of Dean, which is in, like, Gloucestershire in the UK. Um, and there's there was a guy there who said, like, I see one regularly in this spot. Mm-hmm. I was like okay I'll chance it uh and as as luck would have it um yeah that day uh, I just went down there it's only like what 90 miles away or something like that and um <laughs> that's a lot it was <laughs> it was it was uh yeah it was a cool trip though you know like seeing one of them um but it was yeah I just got, I just got there and we had this like beautiful view um over the forest of Dean it's like this big pine forest and then yeah just looked down to my left and it's just coiled up this uh this ad there, and I was like, oh, Christ, it's a uh, female one. So it's like brown and black, and awesome. it's a cool looking animal. Wicked. I noticed, work? though,
2: Cookie, Sorry. that you didn't uh, immediately start freehandling it.
3: Uh, <laughs> you're not allowed. Not allowed. Oh, uh, really? Ah. No, you can't. You, I think because uh, they're protected now. And like, um, you can get heavy fines, I think, for handling one of those in this country. Oh, Forrest so would have done it anyways.
1: I definitely <laughs> didn't <laughs> handle the one that I found when I was there. Well, <laughs> <Like, laughs> uh, you heard it here. Uh, no, I said I didn't. That's he said he didn't. I know not. that's what I'm
2: yeah. saying.
3: <laughs> okay,
2: if it was if
3: it was allowed, would you have handled
2: it? Are you no, were you that type no, of guy?
3: I'm really not a snake guy. Um, I think I think they're cool animals. Um, there's just something about the way they coil up that scares me um so <laughs> when, it's is, that, is, is that yeah i mean it's the s shape that they make when they're like i don't know actually i've held one and i didn't like it i think it was just uh just some sort of python um yeah uh, at a zoo and i was like i don't like this i don't like the way it looks to me because it's so much faster you know <laughs> and it's like if it wants to it's going to have me and i'm like yeah. I, don't, I don't like it yeah, Patrick, is I, that I the I same like experience Cookie. that you've He's had when like we go me.
1: on trips or like when we went on that hiking <laughs> trip? Remember that backpacking trip we did? I So I generally trust that they're not going to come
2: at me. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, no, I don't love snakes. I, I don't want one in my house. Uh, I didn't like when you used my shirt to let the bite vi- be. Uh, I, I knew
1: you were going to talk about the Cobra. The, I was like, the there's cobra. no way the shirt thing doesn't come up.
2: Um, no, when you were free handling the Cobra, I... Fucking! I shimmied up a tree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a very big cobra. In fairness, yeah, and it was terrifying, and it did cover your shirt in venom.
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm like Cookie and Peter. I just I just don't know enough about him. I haven't spent time around him. Me we either. didn't have snakes where I grew up, and I just don't know how they move. You know.
1: Isn't it Isn't it fascinating that? And I think it has something to do with like the Bible. I don't even know. We, as a species, human beings, are intrinsically scared of snakes. You can Pre- take a newborn infant. You, yeah, you can take an infant human baby and put it on the floor and put a snake across the room, and it will scream and cry and run away. Like, you have to be taught to not fear them. There is something. And by the way, a newborn baby will walk directly under the 405 into oncoming traffic. Zero question. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, no fear whatsoever.
0: You have to be taught to not be scared of snakes. I handle them
1: regularly. Shut (laughs) up, Peter. Yes. Um, No, that's exactly what I'm attempting to do. But no, but isn't it weird that we are born with a fear of these animals? And it it is 100% instinctual. Like, it comes from your core
3: level to be scared of snakes. Do you know why, though? It probably killed a lot
2: of people. Go ahead, Cookie.
3: Well, I I, I might have going to say the same thing. Isn't it like through the the primal um, instincts we had, like, way back when, when there might have been like bigger snakes and bigger spiders, because I think spiders is in that same category, isn't it? I um, think so.
1: Yeah, I don't I haven't tested it like I have the snake theory, but uh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's that sort of thing, though, isn't it? Where it's like, um, why is that instant fear? Because I'm scared of spiders. I hate them. Like I got this irrational sort of fear. Like uh, if, yeah. if one's near me, I'm like, nah, I can't be dealing with that. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Full on <laughs> arachnophobia. Yeah. Honestly, uh, mate, it's awful. I uh, my
2: one of my best friends since I, since I was a little kid has extreme arachnophobia. He would have consistent night terrors about spiders on him. Oh, wow. Um, Wow. Fucking terrified. A giant, super strong, super tough guy melts at the thought of a spider. Oh, wow. And we lived together in L.A. He was doing stand-up comedy, and uh, he lived across from me. We lived in this big fucking house with a bunch of dudes. And I was, like, just about to go to bed, I see the TVs lighting up the wall and I see this fucking beast of a spider. Uh, It's just the biggest spider I've seen in LA. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So I just go over. I don't even want to deal with it because I need to go to sleep. I just take a sock. I grab this big spider off the wall with a very loose grip. I just run to my door. I open it and throw the... I was just throwing it into the hallway, just getting it (laughs) out of my room. Uh, As soon as I release it, I see my roommate, Owen, who is the one who's scared of spiders, carrying some girl, like as if they just got married that I've never seen before. And he's right at the top of the stairs with some girl that he just brought home from the bar carrying, you know, she's, she's awake and conscious. They're having fun. Right, right, uh, right. And I just release the sock and I just go, oh my God. And I just, the sock just goes and hits him directly in the mouth. Oh, oh, oh God, did he drop the girl? no he's just like what the fuck I was like dude and I just started crying laughing he was like what I was like there was a spider this big wrapped up in that sock and he literally just went and just fell backwards it was one of my favorite things that's ever happened to
0: me
1: that's great
0: one of my favorite things Uh, that ever happens is about to happen on this podcast because guys I think I think it's time don't you
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, Let's do here it. Here we go. To do the thing. I think I know what time it is. Do you know what time it is? Time! For what? The battle. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh. Mm. All yeah. right. Yeah. Production quality is so high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Cookie,
2: here is our Brostner's favorite thing. We do something called the Battle Royale. It usually leads to arguments. Uh, almost always. Um, yes. For sure. Here's what we're going to do. We throw out a scenario and then you, sometimes we do food. Sometimes we build a cryptid. Sometimes we, you know, we do all sorts of shit. Here's the challenge this week. This is in your honor here. In your in honor. Your...
1: <laughs> you, like, you... like in that dolphin's honor earlier. Yeah. Get oh. it? Yeah.
2: You have a, uh, you're currently embroiled in a, uh, a tiff with Neil Waters which we um, haven't got
1: into yet, but we're, we're, going we're still going to gonna do
2: it. Yep. Uh, which uh, you know largely relates to him circulating some photos of, as he described, a indisputable evidence of a thylacine. I don't think any of us here believe that was a thylacine, uh, whether he thought it was or not. I don't know. But here's what we're going to do: we're going to have a competition. You are going to create a sighting, a fake sighting, Ooh. of an animal. Okay, clever. So we're going to do a draft. What you have to pick is what animal are you going to circulate these photos of? What is the location where you've purported to see this animal? Maybe okay. it's a little weird. Maybe this animal shouldn't even be where it is. And what's going to be your sort of strategy to, to make it as believable as possible? You know, are you going to walk around northern Australia with a beer and release a cryptic <laughs> video saying that you've seen it? What's going to be your strategy to make it go crazy viral so that billions of people are aware of your sighting
1: now who would do something like that patrick this is outrageous that's just a fun thing so here's what we're gonna do
2: we're gonna do it as a draft so you do one pick at a time let's let cookie uh go third okay so that he sort of sees how we do it uh forrest you go first
3: sure so it's an animal
2: the location and then your your strategy to make it go viral
1: got it got it okay Hmm, this is good. So, all right, I'm going to play to my strengths here, which is that I am, you know, relatively well-known for finding stuff that nobody else can find, right? As, as Forrest Galante, host of Extinct or Alive, people believe me. Now, <laughs> ha, 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 I'm going to dupe them. I'm going to make millions. So I'm going to go generic, right, because I think this is the one that wins me the, the jackpot. I, and I'm going to tell you how and when and where soon, I'm going to find a Bigfoot.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah.
1: That's the okay. big one. That is a big one. Yeah, take A, that a, a Sasquatch, if you will. I, I will. Okay. Oh.
2: <laughs> okay. I see what you're doing. You're saying because you're sort of known as a guy who looks for extant or, or possibly extinct species, real animals, yep. you're going to use that to your benefit and go for a cryptid. Ah, smart. Exactly. Exactly. Smart.
1: And people are going to believe me because I'm the extinct animal guy. I found stuff nobody else can find. They're going to buy this Bigfoot story and I'm going to make, I'm going to be so rich.
2: Okay. So, I'll go I'll go second. I'll go second here. Okay. I'm going to start by not drafting my animal or setting up my strategy. I'm going to start with my location. Okay. Okay, cuz it's really it's the location that's going to make this thing go crazy. Okay. Central Park of New York City. I need wow. to say nothing. I need to say nothing else. You'll find out why later.
1: Okay. Very good. All right, Cookie. Cookie, you're up. You're you can up. pick you can, any of the yep. three to get started. Sorry, Patrick. Sorry. Um, you can pick any of the three to get started. The animal, the location, your release strategy, however you want to do this. You, it can be real, cryptid. You get how you get it works.
3: Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the ocean. My things, I'm going to find it in the ocean. Okay, uh, got, it. got it. Nice. I, smart. Always
1: believable because the ocean is massive <laughs> and we know very little about it. So already, I already believe that you've seen it, actually. <laughs> Ritep, <laughs> R- you're up for two.
2: course (laughs) (laughs) what a mess this already is
1: (laughs) got it
0: okay okay clever. then
2: one more so what's your next thing you do two
1: <laughs> he hasn't figured out what his animal is he has yet. no idea
2: he has no <laughs> idea what he's doing cookie okay. he's the he's the Carl Pilkington of this podcast if you didn't already realize uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, let's go. What's go. your what's what's your location? Make it zippy. <laughs> Just North America. That's your location. General
2: could be Canada, could be Mexico, could be. Got
1: okay, it. Cookie. Okay. Uh, do you have
2: something a little more intelligible to uh, <laughs> contribute?
3: <laughs> so, uh, do I have to do my story now? Story or animal, either one. Right. Okay, so I think I'm going to go with... I was flying over the Pacific, and uh, all of a sudden the plane just gave up, and I come into a crash landing, just like in Lost.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. come into a crash landing, mm-hmm. and then bang.
3: Crash, everyone dies except me. I'm now in a Wilson situation. Um, so how are you How are you
1: facilitating this? Are you, are you just going out with the story and hoping nobody fact-checks the airplane crash, or are you actually going like... Like broken style. I don't know if you guys remember that movie where he makes the train crash. Anyway, are you making? Are you? Are you killing terrorism? people? Are you killing people? Oh, <laughs> uh, are you? No, a no,
3: no. Like, I'm the only okay. one that survives this plane, and obviously, I get off in the end. Like that's how we find out. Like uh, this animal is actually around. So, okay, a crash. Okay, everyone dies. Everyone dies uh, except me, obviously. What a what a um, story. Uh, I mean, that's that gonna really go viral. It, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, gone. Uh, I that's have gone to gone survive. Viral. You know, I've got to eat the people that are dead. Um, yep. Just Standard, you know, there's no like uh, other wildlife on this island, so it's quite like oh, it's pretty amazing actually, right? And um, where is this? What, what region of the world is this uh, island in the Pacific Ocean somewhere? It's just a random island that yeah, no little, one's ever found general ever. General so. Pacific, got it, okay, yeah, yeah it's, it's just a, just a dot lot, like. yeah, 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 it's a dot, okay, yeah, no all right, we're
2: We'll stay tuned to find out what you're gonna find there. Uh, very exciting, all right. So, I'm in Central Park, I'm gonna give you my strategy. Yeah so we're going to see this animal sort of soft focus uh, in the background of a shot. Okay. That's going to help me cleverly disguise it a little bit. Right. So that people who want to poke holes in it, because it's, it's a little out of focus, it's a little blurry. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's how lenses work on cameras. Because in the foreground of the shot is we were doing a bikini shoot for a very popular uh, social media influencer who posts bikini pics of her, her supple buttocks. Um, So (laughs) that, that is going to help it go viral because already we've got a huge audience, you know, we've got a girl in a bikini Uh, and in the background, soft focus, you will see a to be determined animal.
1: Got it. Got it. That's (laughs) perfect. I, I just thought of one. Okay, yeah, you did. Let's get let's get let's get our only famous friend that's a bikini model from Instagram, Charlie Jordan. Take her to yeah. Central Park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's not me. Um, uh, all right, round yours out for us. Very good. Yeah, I will do. All right. Um, okay, so I've got Bigfoot. Right, people are going to believe it because it's me launching this. I'm saying I've got Bigfoot. Okay, this is yep. going to take place, Bellingham, Washington. Okay, it's very specific. Yep. I've never actually been to Bellingham, Washington. I don't know much about it. I know that it's up near the Canadian border. It's yep. a coastal city. It just makes sense, right? There's Redwoods. It's a small town. It's coastal Washington. It's where we're on the outskirts of Bellingham, Washington. Also, when you say something like, oh, I saw the Bigfoot in Bellingham, Washington, instead of, hey, I saw the thing in North America. People actually believe you because you've given a specific location, Peter. Um, so I've spotted a, a Bigfoot in Bellingham, Washington. Cookie now, gave the how, ocean
0: until he was corrected, so fuck off.
1: <laughs> no, he had a tiny island in the Pacific. That's much more specific. Um, anyway, I'm writing down this because I'm not going to remember the name of that town I just said, Bellingham, Washington. Uh, so I've, I've spotted Bigfoot in Bellingham, Washington. Now here's how, right, how many people have spotted Bigfoot? A gazillion, right? They've all claimed it. We've never seen it. We've never proven it. I have to prove it. I have to go... I have to go above and beyond. So fortunately, I'm friends with Patrick DeLuca, who works in the movie industry, and he knows a lot of very talented CGI-type people. So here mm-hmm. I am, Forrest Galante, very reputable guy, well-known biologist, found things nobody else has found. I'm out on one of my night hikes, right? We do ah, those in smart. Extinct or Alive. Yeah, night hike. I've got the IR camera, and I'm going, oh, my God, guys, I, just, I heard something. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe I'm actually on a hunt for a different animal. Mm-hmm. Turn the camera around. Now, keep in mind, it's that grainy, shitty, infrared camera. Yeah, yeah you got it. It's, it's, it's juggling around because I'm not Mitch. I don't actually know how to fucking operate a camera. So it's it's shooting around all over the place. And sure enough, Patrick has got me this perfect Bigfoot-esque creature in the background. Its eyes are a little bit glowing. It's moving. I assume you know people that can do this, Patrick, because I certainly don't. Yeah, you do. So we get this beautiful, just a single shot CGI of this Bigfoot moving through. Release it on YouTube. Put on my social media. I start by walking through Bellingham, Washington while drinking a beer going, Guys, we've done it. You know, this (laughs) is it. Just wait till you get tomorrow's video. I put the video on YouTube. It's all over social. Boom, Forrest Galante makes a gazillion dollars. Definitely doesn't get called out for being a fraud or a loony or uh, anything else. And yep. uh, that's it. i you go. Bigfoot.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. So in the background of my bikini shoot, that's at night, right? So yep. also my subject's lit up sense. and the background's kind of dark. So it's yeah, soft like focus. It's kind of dark back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Through the background of the shot walks a single white Rhinoceros <laughs>
1: <laughs> in <laughs> Central, Central Park. park.
2: <laughs> it's going to fucking people. They're going to shut the park down. No question. No question. Uh, wildlife advocates are going to be out there picketing to keep the park shut down until the rhinoceros has been rescued. Uh, it's going to make international news. And I, in no way, have any strategy to profit off of it. Unfortunately. Yeah, I was going to say, I
1: don't know how this works <laughs> no. for you, but it's. It, yeah that was I mean, not the challenge though the channel the challenge was just to blow it up blow right? It up. and this this yeah. will blow up you get a shot of a white rhino cruising through central park in the background a of a shot. charlie jordan shoot you got it that's yeah that's exactly front page news very nice all
2: right cookie you're on the island nothing to eat you've eaten the people you're documenting <laughs> it because you you're leaving this as your your death diary behind and yep. you go into the ocean what do you find
3: so actually, before I get in the ocean, uh, I'm looking around. I need some food. I've run out, right? It's a really bad time. I'm, I'm going hungry, right? I find a cave. I you walk sure into you the cave. And there are bones. There are remains. And I'm like, oh, what's shit. going on? Like, what's over here? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's happened? Like, Something's going on. I turn around. Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> nice. Dragon. Did not nice. see that Red coming. dragon. dragon. Nice. Dragon. Big Full one, mate.
1: scale cave, cave ocean, ocean dragon. dragon
0: this is amazing is amazing how are you gonna <laughs> so did you okay i have so many questions but it. i'm not gonna get into it because we're gonna run out of time for mine
2: and mine so, uh, is
3: obviously yeah go on, carry on, carry on. no 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 go no, ahead come on, on. no 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 no, well, no. i, I want to hear what, say, what you I, have to I, say I, Oh, Stop talking uh, over each other. Googie speaks.
0: <laughs> Sorry, there's a delay. <laughs> so, uh, Sorry, it's on my
3: end. Uh, dragon's in the way. Cave and that. I've got to get out of the cave. Dragon's there. I think, oh, Christ, I have to fight it. Got to fight it. Wow. So I chin it. <laughs> I chin it. I give it a good one. Right chin one. it. That's a good and then term. I leg it straight into the ocean. I swim fast as I can. I try and do some freediving. Doesn't work very well. I pass out. I get picked up by a boat. <laughs> Tell the <laughs> story. The man this on the boat, good. his name is Graham. Graham. (laughs) That's good. That's important. Yep. I get back to uh, my place in England, and then uh, I go to movie producers, and I say, this is my story. We're going to go find it.
1: (laughs) See, that's pretty clever, too, because he didn't go to the press. He went to movie producers knowing that the movie producers are going to leak this to the press, right? And they're going to be like, hey, this guy saw a fucking dragon on an island. And we got the
2: rights to his story.
1: And we Mm -hmm. have the Mm -hmm. rights. Like Everybody Mm -hmm. wants to blow this up. That's good. And if there's one thing
2: we know about producers, it's that they're gullible and stupid. So <laughs> they will believe you.
0: <laughs> All right, very true. Finish yours right, up. So we got a dragon, a white rhinoceros, and Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's big, it's flashy, but my strategy is not big or flashy. It's simply the fact that this is very probable, and this animal could very likely still exist. Forrest will already be heading up my passenger pigeon research group of North America. Great. <laughs> and I found the okay. passenger pigeon. since Forrest wants me to be more specific. It's very simple. Just on a camping trip by myself, maybe in Yosemite, doesn't matter. They were all over. There was billions of these birds before we came over from Europe. So it's very likely they exist. And it's simple. I mean, I'll use... I'll use the, the Neil Waters method. It's I'm going to just put out a bunch of hype videos. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Got something. I mean, and Forrest will be doing this for our group that I've already created years right. in advance. Right. And the passenger Smart. pigeon. I mean, nobody could tell the difference. I'll just put a regular pigeon in my picture and maybe like Photoshop. <laughs> I, think <there's, laughs> I think there's someone
2: who could probably tell the difference, but maybe not. No, nah, I mean, I'll Photoshop it It's the most it up.
0: believable. It's
2: the
1: That's most right. believable, you know. You have me being like, "Listen, guys, we've been researching this for three years. We did it. We found the passenger pigeon yep. in Yosemite. Turns out, big place, Correct. a lot of places to hide. Yep. You know, they're up a All over dome the news. somewhere. You know, yeah. Alex Honnold's the only other one who's seen one. You know, he made it to the top. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's very clever, very clever, yep. very good, Peter. Not not Thank always you. that I compliment your battle royale. So let's Thank recap. You. So, brosners, way in. Let us know. Leave us a vote. Leave us a comment on the video wherever you want. Who won the fake animal sighting strategy Battle Royale? Was it Retep, where he had Forrest Galante in charge of the Passenger Pigeon Research Group of North America, where we found <laughs> one in Yosemite? Was it Cookie, who crashed Lost style on a deserted island in the middle of the Pacific, went into a cave to forage for food in dire time, saw a dragon, swam out into the ocean, and was picked up by a man named Graham who took him to a movie <laughs> studio where he told his story? Is it Patrick who is on a photo shoot in Central Park with a most lovely lady with a voluptuous derriere when, sure enough, in the background of said shoot crosses a white rhinoceros downtown Central Park, in New York, that's gonna that's gonna cause some concern. Yep. Or does Forrest Galante himself coming out and saying he has filmed a Bigfoot in Bellingham, Washington at night on an IR camera while using CGI to prove his case? with a not-that-cryptic CGI graphic. Does that cut it? Let us know. What is the best fake animal sighting release story? Or is it just Neil Waters and his title scene? You guys weigh yeah. in. Let us
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Cookie, uh, if, if you like Cookie, he has a YouTube channel that's just called Cookie. Yep. Uh, where so can people called. find you on Instagram?
3: uh so instagram twitter anything else is cookie 6994 right it's my it's my birthday but it's a random jumble of numbers to some people so it, it's a bit annoying but yeah 6994 and you'll probably find me on anything else
2: yeah good nice. follow if you like uh looking at cool videos of walruses snakes otters and or if you just want to see him challenge himself to throw a card into an apple it's pretty good stuff
1: should we yes, get into this, the big thing, though? Like, the exciting... Yeah, do, you, do you
2: have a few more minutes, Cookie, or no?
1: Yeah, man, go for it, yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, everybody. Um, We just did the craziest, most awesome podcast with Cookie, the YouTuber, um all about the togoa the neil waters the thylacine sighting and it got pretty personal pretty nuts uh there's some details that are going to absolutely shock you goes into the the youtube battle neil waters problems with me some crazy stuff going on with the fight between him and uh, and cookie and their battle you know and uh we really go in depth on it but didn't want to put it out here didn't want to be slandering anybody publicly so head on over to the patreon like subscribe do whatever you need to do check it out get some in-depth behind the scenes look at the feud between cookie uh the wild times and uh, neil waters check it out see you over there